Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? Well, it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that means that we're doing... Q&A Saturday! And what are we queuing and aing today? We are talking about Watchmen, and we are also talking about trees. Trees? Yeah. Okay, okay. I'll I know I was curious about the Watchmen, because mm-hmm. they were... It was, that was just out of the fucking blue. It was, but that is not as interesting as the trees. Okay, I am intrigued. Are you uh, ready to answer some questions? I am ready to answer some questions. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right. So we are doing Q&A Saturday over chapters 53 through 57 of Isaiah. Okay. And um, before I answer the question about the Watchmen, what I would like to do is go back a minute because chapter 57, which is where we kind of start seeing the Watchmen, yeah. is a continuation of chapter 56. Right. And so, and those are the beginning of uh, the last part of the the book of Isaiah. Sure. So I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because there's just a couple of things that, that bear um, stating, mentioning. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, as I said, chapter 56 is the first chapter of the final section of the book of Isaiah, often referred to as Trito okay. Isaiah. All right. Okay. And the first part of that chapter talks about a promise for those outside the borders of Israel. Um, it's called her righteousness for people who don't live in Israel. Like, God is talking to all of the outsiders who are outside the borders. Right. That's where he was like mentioning like the eunuchs and the Mm -hmm. foreigners and stuff like that. The foreigners first and then the eunuchs and outcasts. Yeah. So um, part of verse one says, maintain justice and do what is right for my salvation is close at hand and my righteousness will soon be revealed. And this message is directed to God's discouraged people who have slacked in obedience and righteousness. Okay. They see no reason to repent as long as things keep looking down. Right. They're like, I'm bummed. It's bad. This sucks. Whatever. Yeah. And God is calling them to keep justice, to do the righteousness and, you know, keep doing good in anticipation of what he will do. We kind of talked about this in that episode that it's like, um, do you trust somebody who keeps breaking promises? Right. No. Yeah. He's like, don't look at my history. Trust what <laughs> just, I'm telling yeah, you just about what will Believe happen. me, it will yeah, happen. Yeah. So then, even though I'm not talking directly to you, right? I'm talking through a wild naked man, right? And you have yeah. no way of actually knowing because there's lots of prophets running right. around claiming they speak my words. Not so. only lots of prophets, but there's lots of fucking gods. Yeah, like yeah, who the fuck am I supposed to listen to? You don't know, right? So then, right after that, um, he is talking about a promise for the foreigner and the eunuch, which is the outcast. Sure, and. Chapter, or I'm sorry, verses four and five say to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant to them, I will give within my temple and its walls, a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. So we mentioned at the time that this was interesting because it completely undid what had been stated in Leviticus that eunuchs could not enter the temples. Yeah, and, they're expanding their walls. They're expanding their, their reach. Mm-hmm, their, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, even though we mentioned that, we didn't take in exactly how big a fucking deal that is. Okay. This pres- presages the passing of the dominance of the Levitical order itself. Oh. Because, you know, it was the Levites who were supposed to be the only ones able to be in the temple be in the temple and do the ceremony right right and then other people could be in the in the temple well now even the eunuchs and outcasts can 
Got it. So this is like the beginning of the end of the Levitical order. Okay. Which right. I find very interesting. Like I didn't put that together. Right. Well, in in this, but that it, that idea in and of itself lends to the fact that this is a human mm-hmm. invention. Exactly. That this is a human production. Exactly. Because if it wasn't, there'd be no reason to have the Levites in the first place. Right. And then make those laws and then... And then change them. Change them. Yeah, right. That, that doesn't right. make sense. It's just a political move that changes as the politics change. Right. Right. Like, the politics were in such a way as that it made sense that the Levites held the power and did the thing. And then as over time, they lost some of their power right and they the religion started spreading and become you know less political and more um faith-based i guess you could say sure um it made sense for the religion to adapt yeah and the politics changed right so i just i found that so interesting um what the the bible or what apologists for the Bible say is that there seems to be a higher principle at work than the shadows of the Levitical law. And I'm like, that's so cute of you. Like there's a higher principle at work. You know, God can, God can change his mind and change it because there's a higher principle at work. So and you're I'm saying like, God's principle in Leviticus was lower. Right. Cause it's all God. Yeah. This is all the Bible. If one is higher, one is lower. Right. So what are you saying? Apologist? Yeah. That, that you're basically, I, I don't know. They it, they have no problem throwing portions of the Bible under the bus, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, that didn't matter because of this." It mattered at the time. God right. knew. Yeah, God knew. There was a reason. Yeah, yeah. But what was the reason? Why? Right. Why did that happen? Exactly. It, it doesn't actually make sense, guys. No, it doesn't track at all. So the next part is a promise to judge the blind leaders of God's people, and now we're starting to head into. Um, the watchman of the question that we had. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. So he starts with a word to the beasts of the field. God invites the beasts of the field to a great feast to eat up the corpses of his enemies after they lay on the field of battle. Okay. Which is kind of gross. Yeah. Right? Definitely. And then um, we get two notes. A word about the unfaithful leaders of Judah And then a word from the unfaithful leaders of Judah. Okay. And when we were reading this through, I did not differentiate those because... Yeah, I I didn't pick up on that. I didn't know. Right. So um, these notes, I think, will help us understand the chapter a little bit better. Sure. So a word about the unfaithful leaders of Judah. This is God talking. The leaders of God's people are blind. Judgment is on the way, but they don't see it and... They don't warn God's people because they're they're blind. They're blind. Right. Yeah. They don't fulfill their purpose as watchmen. Okay. They are ignorant, simply sleeping. So this is about the leaders. The watchmen were the leaders who were supposed to be protecting the people, not like just the guys at the gate. But this is this is one of my biggest this is another one of my complaints, right? That the leaders, the the people in charge of the regular people. Mm-hmm. They are not giving the right message according to the Bible, right? right. The Bible is saying these leaders of all the people of Israel mm-hmm. are not giving the correct message. They don't understand what's going on. They're blindly doing this. They're, they're incorrect, yeah. right? Yeah. So how the fuck, how the fuck can there be accountability? How? Why is God forcing accountability on people that aren't even getting the correct fucking message? Right. 
like, I'm sorry, why are you punishing the people who are just doing what they're supposed to do following their leaders? Right. They have no idea what's correct and what's not because right. there's so many counter ideas as to what is correct and what is not correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Like the I whole agree. thing's annoying. I totally agree. So um, that was a word about them. Now we get a word from the unfaithful leaders of Judah. Um, here's the note that I have. Okay. Worse than being passively ignorant and blind. So they're not just like, whatever, God's word doesn't mean anything. They are actively wicked. As judgment approaches, they simply drink and get drunk. Okay. So they're not, they're not just not following the rules. They're actively breaking them. Their blind faith in progress has replaced a reasoned faith in God. They are ripe for judgment while at the same time completely unprepared for that judgment. I, okay. But again, like, says who? You know? Yeah. And, and, and the you could compare. Let's take today, right? Where um, preachers and pastors, they're going further and further and further to the right, right? Yeah. yeah. They be, they're becoming more and more crazy mm -hmm. essentially mm -hmm. and the crazier they are the more attention they get and the more money they make right, right. and the more the um right-wing leadership adopts that right. and encourages it yeah but <clears throat> where the people that follow that person still think that that person is correct yeah you know like they don't they don't they don't know to distinguish between this version of what god's message is versus that version of what god's message right. is right they're all saying that they have God's message. Mm -hmm. Who is it that tells the layman, the regular person, right. who, who is correct? And how are the, you supposed to see for yourself who is wrong and not correct? Like, the people like my parents, you know, um, they think they have the right message. Well, they're not leaders. They're, as you say, laymen. Right. You know, um, why shouldn't they believe their leader? Right. And right. then me and you as atheists, like if we were to suddenly get involved with religion, which one would we choose? There's only like millions of different choices. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. There's as many religions as there are people because each individual person has their own faith system. Really, that's as good of a reason as any as any as to not get involved in religion. Right. Like which one? Exactly. Which one do I get involved in? Exactly. It, you know. Yeah, I don't have the light switch for that. Right. So that is what the Watchmen thing was about. And it felt to us, because of the way it read, that it came out of nowhere. But it, in understanding the note from the notes better, it actually was just part of a whole message. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then chapter 57, um, we get into further condemnation of Israel's idolatry. Okay. okay? Yep. And... Don't and forget. they started talking about Moloch again and all yeah, kinds of Yeah, they did. Right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So Judah's idolatry is like spiritual adultery, and this is about Israel's feudal idolatry. Okay. So um, we And they were into, even referencing ad adultery, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that basically you're cheating on God. Right. And it's similar to humping around. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, put your pants back on or something. Sure. Put your pants on and go to church. <laughs> so in the persecution of the righteous, the, this is a carrying on on the rebuke of Judah's leaders from the previous chapter. Okay. And God talks about the persecution of the righteous. In this case, it is persecution through neglect. Though the righteous were ignored and persecuted, 
by the wicked leaders of Judah, God would not forsake them when they perished. So God is saying to those people that were still being good, even though their leaders sucked, don't worry, I got you. Right. And keep being good. But it, again, I right. I can't understand a God that can knock down an army of 185,000, but he can't knock out five fucking leaders. Yeah. You or know, like, present himself to a nation and say, here I be. Yeah. You know? It, it, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. It's nonsense. Yeah. So then we get into the spiritual adultery of God's people. Okay. The wicked among God's people made fun of the righteous, mocking them, and God heard it. Here, God challenges them by asking, whomst the fuck do you think you are to mock anyone? Yeah. And he starts talking about how you guys came from sinners and you're all sinners. Right. Because they were from sorceresses and, and, and pr- all that Prostitutes. Other shit. But also every single one of us is born of sin. Right. You know, yeah. we're born into the world already a sinner. Yeah, whatever. And so who the fuck do you think you are to make fun of anybody? Right. Right. right? So here's where we're going to start getting into the trees. Okay. I know okay. you're kind of like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about, wife? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I don't recall trees, but okay. Well, that's because it was, they mentioned them, but it was just so part of a larger sentence and not like something that stuck out. Okay. So, because I didn't notice it either. Sure. I'm, after I read this, I'm going to explain to you exactly how I stumbled accidentally upon this. Okay. Okay. So, verse 5 in chapter 57 says, You burn with lust among the oaks and under every spreading tree. Ah, yeah. You sacrifice your children in the ravines and under the overhanging crags. Okay. So, that's our interpretation. Um, the... Uh, King James Version says, Offspring of falsehood, inflaming yourselves with gods under every green tree, slaying the children in the valleys. Okay. So, very similar, but not sure. the same. Yeah. Um, the every green tree, under every green tree, um, for some reason it sounded familiar to me. It sounded like it was a book title. And so, I started looking up under every green tree to see if that was a book title because I was like... If it's not, I'm writing that down in my list of um, <laughs> would make a great book title someday. Right. Like, I actually have a list of those sure. things that I just, they would sound love to cool. Make a, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it would be about, but it would be called Under Every Green Tree. Right. That's how I accidentally stumbled upon this. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, um, I'll get to that in a second. Anyway. God says that the people are hot with passion for other gods, worshiping them in the ritual worship places of Canaanite paganism. Okay. Okay. Under these trees, right? Yeah. Um, a green tree or an evergreen, and I promise I'm going somewhere with this, Okay. was a place of such idolatry because the evergreen spoke of constant fertility. Well, and that was a uh, pagan symbol, wasn't it? So, like, mm-hmm. that the reason... The- there's a lot of Christians that rail against the, the Christmas, Christmas tree, tree because That's where it's I'm going with this. part of like Saturnalia and, mm-hmm. you know, just like that yep. whole pagan side. Of- yeah. So there is no Christmas tree in the Bible, but there are plenty of um, pagan rites that took place. Right. Underneath evergreen trees that they decorated. <laughs> so the Christmas tree, yes, indeed, is actually very pagan. Hmm. Um, it wasn't just that it... They danced around it and decorated it, and that was evil because they're, you know, doing, um, like, they're doing 
idolatry there. Right. They actually were performing lewd and lascivious acts under these trees. Right, right. And, you know, um, sacrificing their children under these trees, you know, all kinds of sex and bestiality under these trees. Right, like, right, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the evergreen itself is um, a tree of idolatry. Okay. Um in chapter 40, Isaiah spoke of workmen melting a graven image. We kind of talked about that. The goldsmith spreading it over with gold and casting iron chains to decorate the tree for the ritual. Huh. That is part of the decorating of that tree. And I we didn't put it together. Yeah. You right, know what I mean? Right. It was it's it's so mixed in with other stuff that it's not the most important sure. detail that sticks out. But when he was talking about melting down gold and and making these idols. It's so funny to me that it is so funny to me that like, I mean, how much of the Bible have they talked about getting rid of other gods and mm -hmm. getting rid of idols and all this crap? Right. Mm -hmm. But what still exists in Christianity today? All the idols and right. all of the false gods. It's, it's been incorporated into the fucking religion because yeah. apparently they just could never they shake couldn't. them. They could not get rid of them. And that's how we chose the day, um, December 25th, mm -hmm. um, because it fell uh, at the same time or around about the same time as other celebrations, Saturnalia being one of them. Right. And um, instead of destroying pagan temples, they rebuilt them. They built over them as um, churches. Right, right. And you know, temples of celebration and stuff like that. But it's just like this, they, they go through so much in the Bible to say, we're going to destroy and never say again any of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And they still, thousands of years later, yeah. they still exist. Yeah. They still exist as part of their own fucking religion. Yeah. Even it's though just, the Bible ridiculous. says, no, we've adopted it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Christmas trees were actually banned in... Um, several American cities in New England yeah. um, in the early years of America because they were pagan. Right, right. And so, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, I probably have too, but I just talking about these trees and the decorations and how they're like, stop doing that. Yeah. It just made me laugh. And, you know, we're just coming out of the Christmas season. So I was like, it's not too late to talk about Christmas trees. <laughs> it's never too late to talk about fucking There's pagans. Still I mean, and, we just had snow. So, yeah. Yeah. Just had. It's still snowing. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, several Catholic academics expressed support for the notion that Christmas is simply a reimagining of ancient pagan celebrations. Um, okay. So, I mean, there have been academics who are in religion who have talked about, yeah. Right. But but saying that is... is I mean, there and like, is... And how do you feel about that is the next question. Right. How do you reconcile that against what the Bible says right. about paganism, about idols, about other religions, about other gods? How do you reconcile that and then still treat that as your your own religion and not... Mm -hmm. Like, there is no... There, it's all very... There's no questioning of it. Like, right. it's, just, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. Exactly. And exactly. we don't question it much like we don't question anything else in the bible right you know like it's all just canon and we accept it right it like that's how yeah. people treat it yeah why don't we like the there's some things like that mm -hmm. that are that i know and i've known for a long time to be very pagan 
mm-hmm. to be very not Christian. They just feel pagan. Even if you don't know, you just have this feeling that that doesn't seem like it tracks with anything biblical or Christian. Right. But I, I can't understand how people in the religion don't just ask that. Like, how do you not ask that question? How does that never come up? Well, I mean, Christmas is fun. And uh, right. decorating Christmas trees is fun. And we decorate the Christmas tree and we watch the Macy's Day Parade. And, you know, we go to church on Sunday. Like, the there's a schedule of things that white picket fence Karens do. I, I agree. Why would they, why would you ask something that works? Why would you question a thing that is working? But that's exactly why no one questions Christ or the Bible or mm-hmm. anything else. It's the 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 same reasons that we don't question why there are pagan trees in our fucking houses at Christmas time is the same reason why nobody in Christianity or or religion in general really understands what they're talking about when they're talking about their own fucking religion and beliefs. Right. They don't know these things. They just believe what they've been taught. And well, it's it just keep pushing the same fucking things forward because it's what they've been taught. Let me ask you this, and if you don't like this question, you can totally cut it from the episode. <laughs> we did not put up a Christmas tree this past Christmas. No, we didn't. We did not decorate at all. We now, didn't. part of the reason is because we moved into a new house earlier in the year in spring. Yep. And we can use the excuse that, well, all of our boxes are still, you know, down in the basement and in the garage. And they just weren't easy to get to. But the truth is... If we wanted to decorate, we could have. Sure. And we didn't. But we didn't really do it the year before either. We did a very small scale. Yeah, we put a fucking slate thing up on a tree that said ass. Well, okay. So, I mean. There's a whole story behind that, but okay. I I mean, mean, I'm just saying, like, we didn't really go out of our way to do it the year before. No, we didn't. We're not big. I mean, I have never really, like, to me, I... Look, I'm I'm good with the holiday time. I like getting together with family. But to me, giving is something that you should be willing to do any time of the year. It's not mm-hmm. something that is specifically um it's not specific to this specific time right. for any reason for me. No. Other than other than that's when I had time off school when I was right. younger. Right. And that's when, you know, everybody else celebrates this time and, and gave gifts. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that ties me to it is tradition. And I'm not I'm not as big on I'm not I like tradition, but I don't like tradition without reason. I don't like tradition without meaning. And to me, there's no meaning behind Christmas because I don't believe in what Christmas is. No, I've had an entirely different um journey towards the non-decorating thing, and it was not as straightforward and thought out as yours. Um <laughs> I grew up with, um, yes, Christmas does not have to be tied to a date on the calendar. We did not always celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day because my father was in the military. He did shift work. Sometimes he was either not available or um, TDY in another country. So, you know, we just, we had to celebrate when dad was available to celebrate. TDY. Tour of duty. Thank um, you. Sorry. I knew what it meant. I just. Sorry. No. <laughs> sent, sent away on on a um, task in another country. Right. right. Whatever your military job is. Yeah. Sorry. Um, like 
I remember one year my dad was sent to England while we were living in Italy. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, At any rate, so yeah, Christmas isn't tied to the calendar. I'm totally, I've always been there. I've never understood people who like, they have to celebrate it on the day. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Especially like for birthdays, like. If your birthday falls on a Wednesday, you don't have to Who fucking celebrate, celebrate it on Wednesday. Wednesday birthday, right? Right. Yeah. Celebrate on the weekend, either before or after, you dumb dumb. Right. Like, the calendar doesn't own you. You own the calendar. Right. Okay, but whatever. Anyway, um, but we did always decorate regardless. Sure. And it was just a thing. And so I was really disappointed as an adult. Like, I would always wait for somebody to kind of be in charge of, and now we decorate. And have I ever wanted to? And you've never wanted to? And so it always was like a quote-unquote task, an obligation, a job that fell onto me with me dragging you and the kids along because the kids didn't really want to decorate either. Right. And, you know, you, bless your heart, you were very sweet. You supported me in my being reluctantly in charge of doing it. You always made it jolly. Once I said, this is what we're doing. Right. You got on board quick, and we always play um, the uh, Alvin and Chipmunk Christmas on our record player. Yeah. Because that's just what you do when you're decorating. Definitely. And so, I mean, we try to create our own um, tradition. tradition. Sure. And I feel like we did a good job of that. But then as our last kid got older, you know, and was less inclined, like we were less inclined, it kind of seemed like, well, if nobody else is interested... I, I'm not going to do it. I don't, I was only doing it for y'all. Right. And y'all didn't want to do it. So why sure. are, why am I going to put myself out? And then as we started this podcast, it became just even more of a, I'm sorry, why are we doing this again? <laughs> so it took me a different route to get where I am today that I honestly don't think we'll probably be decorating for Christmas anymore. But we have talked about maybe starting some other tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, doing something different. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I I want to be on board with it, right? Like I mm-hmm. want to feel what we're doing. So yeah. like I feel like there should be something that we celebrate like about science or something along those lines that we choose that time because that's when everybody else is celebrating something, right? Right. But we choose that time to celebrate something that we can get behind. And, you know, and just like you said about the calendar, I don't give a fuck what it is right just as long as it's ours and we can choose the date it doesn't fucking matter it's our holiday so maybe we could still have a christmas tree but hang like scientific like hang a microscope and i think that would be awesome like that and like books and stuff deck out our entire house in science shit that would be really badass right no i would love that like I, i could get down with that well that's something to think about and that's completely off topic but you can see why I had to talk about trees, right? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. That that there's a I'm sure we've missed a lot of nuances in the Bible. Oh just, yeah, definitely. Just because there's so much meaning wrapped up in a lot of the little things that they say that mm-hmm. we don't quite understand. We don't right? know to ask. And we yeah, and we don't know to ask. Right. So I'm sure we've missed a, more than we've gotten. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. But it's always fun to find these little you know bits the, little about tidbits. yeah about these things that. We already know are 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 there. Mm-hmm. We just don't know where to find all the little bits about it. You and, know? and that was a place we found. That was one. a place we found one. <laughs> yeah, it's like finding Waldo. Exactly. Exactly. 
All right. I think that was all you had for today's episode. Is that, that correct? That was all I had for today's episode. Correct. Awesome. I hope we answered some questions for you all. And uh, we will be back tomorrow, which is Sunday, for... We hadn't discussed it yet. We hadn't. And that's why I was looking at you <laughs> questioning, because like, I, I wasn't entirely sure. I think we need to talk about it. Yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow with something, probably. Yes. Probably a Patreon episode, if I yeah, had I to guess. Yeah, I think we're behind on that. Oh, we are behind on both. Yeah. And the Patreon takes precedence over the book club. So right. I'm thinking that that's probably what we'll do, if not both. Sure. But we'll talk about it. Probably not both. We've, Probably not both. We've been lazy lately. And we're still we're still recovering, you know? Well, I mean, you can tell from my <laughs> voice that I am still a little like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and honestly, everybody I talk to, this sickness seems to just mm-hmm. keep lingering for everybody. So, yeah. uh, it is what it is. Right. But that being said, today, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for something. And then on Monday, we'll be back with Isaiah chapter 58. That's right. We'll see you then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 